Hey everybody, it's me, Joe Hilliard. And I'm Aislinn Campbell. Thank you for joining us for Dinner Table Talks. And today on the show, we're going to talk about everything we ate and everything we thought about the Super Bowl. And we're going to get real local when I talk about the top 25 restaurants named by a magazine and yours truly. If this is someone's first episode, what do we suggest that they do? Listen to episode one. And of course, check us out on dinnertabletalks.com. Pull up a chair. Dinner is served. Hello, friends. It's Dinner Table Talks time. Pull your chair up close. Get your ears really close to the speakers and uh, join us at our dinner table. My name is Joe Hilliard. It's always a pleasure to see you across the table, darling. <laughs> Hi, this is Aislinn Campbell, of course. We're going to talk about what we ate during the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. How I do a chicken, which I've been wanting to talk about for weeks. <laughs> and then you've got a bunch of interesting news going on in your life. Oh, you know me. I've got a life to live. Take us right into it. Well, first, I want to say that we did the third live episode of Sunday in the Backyard with Aislinn and Joe. What's and that? It, and it went really well. What it's, are you talking about? It's just this thing we do on my business page, Aislinn Campbell Public Speaker, where we talk about the garden and gardening and what we're doing and just kind of give folks some information about gardening. And a peek into our backyard. And a peek into our backyard. And a peek into what's important to us. And, and maybe it'll take a little bit less gardening talk from this show, but I don't know that it ever will. And then, of course, in the last couple of weeks, of course, you got to hear the first episode of our Dinner with Friends or whatever we're deciding to call it. I actually like Evil Geniuses, but whatever. And we got the chance to record a new one. So that is upcoming in the near future. But before we get into anything else, it's time to do... Unanswered questions. Unanswered questions. A couple of episodes ago, I challenged you, Aislinn to eat tripas. And right. it sounded a little something like this. How into where we live, tripas or tripe or intestines are you? That's not one of these awful meats that I eat. You've tried it and don't like it? It's chewy. It's, it's, different. it's a different kind of delicacy. I challenge you. I will find the place that serves tripes. I challenge you. Maybe, but maybe I not. I challenge you. I'm not even 100% I sure. I challenge I'll... you. I don't like it. You accepted my challenge. Well, I kind of didn't accept your challenge, but you I made drug it. you <laughs> into a Mexican food restaurant. You invited some friends, and during well, I, the time of inviting friends... I played you like a fiddle. If, I, if I can make it a social engagement and get yeah. the right friends there, then you're going to go along with anything? Well, both of us are like that, of course. Now we're talking about having uh, breakfast with some friends, and they're open to trying different things, too. So when it came around, the waitress, we talked to the waitress who said... Do you have tripas? Yes. And we noticed that they also had mollejas. Molleja, which, are, which are gizzards. Lingua as well. So we ordered tripas, mollejas, and lingua. Tongue, intestines, and gizzards. That's exactly right. I was turned off by the tripas from the very beginning, which is what I said in the last time, which is that is a part of the body that I'm not really that interested in eating. And I'm pretty easygoing about the rest of it. But intestines, you were just going to have a hard time getting your head around. Yes. The waitress asked us, do you want the pico de gallo with the mollejas and the tripas? And that's, I guess, how that's traditionally ordered. And then lingua, do you want the cilantro and onion? Which, that makes sense to me now that I think about it, because barbacoa, that's how you would eat barbacoa as well. And for those of you that don't know what barbacoa is, barbacoa is actually the cheek 
And it's a really delicious like breakfast taco. Slow cooked. Slow cooked cheek, Mm -hmm. basically. It's very good. It's one of my favorite things to eat, actually. So we brought these three tacos out and, and we were really just trying it out because there's literally four adults with three tacos so the intentions were we're eating our breakfast and we're you know we're sampling this thing she asked also if we want the tripas crispy or not yes and i said yes absolutely you want the tripas i want anything crispy that they suggest crispy the tripas i had not eaten before but the mollejas i had eaten and crispy was definitely the way to go with that so uh she brought it out and uh, almost immediately the lingua was up was first and it was That's the first thing she wide said wide open tortilla and it was already grossing me out from the beginning of sitting it of it sitting down because it's it was sliced into medallions and they were like gray on the outside. It did not look appetizing. It, the whole thing was gray and you could see the like taste buds on the tongue. On the outer so edge the of the skin of the tongue was still, still attached. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went ahead and ate a bite of it and I and I could tell that the inside was similar to barbacoa. And so because of that, I was like, I think I would like this. And then immediately our friend Dave that was with us was like, this isn't how I've had lingua before. You know, everybody tasted it. But as we'd been asking questions, we understood that that might not be the best lingua that people right, have and had. That, and that lingua is prepared a different way than just slicing it and grilling it. Uh, you can slow cook it like a pork tenderloin or... or like the barbacoa. Like yeah. the barbacoa. The notion that you're eating a variety meat is hidden right. in you the presentation. Right, you don't see the taste buds on the tongue. <laughs> and it's certainly going to appear more appetizing when it's delivered. Right, right. So we may have to try that one again. I would try that one again in a heartbeat. Then we get the mollejas. Now, you've had those before. Yes. And that was, and I guess, I think I was the only one that had had those before, but that didn't bother me at all. Those, those were delicious. I don't mind eating gland at all. It looked um, like chunks of any well. other, yeah, it looked, like any, yeah. it looked like a chunk of chicken meat or pork right. deep fried. Right. In and a, in and a taco you can get it in like a fajita type of situation mm-hmm. and it's really delicious. I would encourage anyone to give that a try. No um, problems. The gland, the gland is not a part of the body that absorbs like dirty things. Understood. It's, it's it's a clean, it's, you know, it's ultimately a clean part of the body. It's just another organ. Right, exactly. And so then the last part This that is was what everyone out, wants to know about. How right. were those intestines? You were clearly resistant to trying them and the, the idea of uh, what the intestines are used for in the dietary tract of an animal was turning yeah. you off, but yeah. they came out and... And they were these little crispy intestines. I mean, it looked like crispy intestines. And in all honesty, it looked... The crispy part of it, I imagine, oh, this could be good, right? And then I went to like cut into it to eat it. And then I could tell that it was like a small intestine. Like it looks like that. And it had like gooey stuff like squish out of the crispy part. I didn't catch that at all. It totally did that. Okay. And then I ate a bite of it uh-huh. and it really didn't taste good to me. You it did not tasted enjoy it. gamey. Definitely tasted gamey. I think that maybe our tripas eating is done. That chapter is closed. However, if someone says, my abuela makes the best tripas, she cleans them thoroughly because she has the same concerns that you do, you need to come try them. And here's the invitation. I would definitely go do that. Yeah, it's hard for me to turn down friends that are offering up their abuelas. Um, I, I admire cooking. you. I admire you for breaking through all of the stigma 
Yeah. And accepting my challenge. It did kind of give me the heebies. Like I got, I, I don't know if the taste was my brain or my, br- you know, I don't know what it was, yeah. but I just couldn't get past it because it looked like intestines. And I know what happens with intestines. I mean, I know that we use intestines for casing on hot dogs, sausages or whatever. If they're done in a butcher for real. Yes. The ones that you get at the grocery store are not cased in any kind of intestine. It doesn't cross my brain that I'm eating intestines when I eat a sausage. Mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and maybe there's some people out there listening going well you know technically the the gizzard the mollejas that you're eating is actually filtering the toxins out of your well, you know whatever there may be some of that in there but in my mind that's killed it's not shit it. <laughs> it's not filtering shit yeah, you were a little more succinct than i was <laughs> Another thing that we've been talking about over the last several episodes is that I got the opportunity to contribute to our local magazine, Best 25 Restaurants. Now, those of you that are not local, this is going to be a very local segment. We'll keep it brief. So we ask that you either listen because you find us entertaining and you think that one way or the other, we're going to talk about good restaurants and you don't care if it's Corpus Christi local or you fast forward to... We're going straight into the Super Bowl. Hips, okay. hips don't lie and seven layer dip coming right up. Um, this is the February issue of Coastal Bend Life or The Bend. And the article is called Where to Eat Now. 25 local spots everyone's talking about and eating at right now. We've created a one-stop guide to 25 local restaurants in no particular order. You need to check out this year to curate this list. We turn to our foodie panel. I think there were actually more than three, but three were ended up being the foodie panel me, Gerald Flores, who owns Taco Gear, and Vienna Rodriguez, who owns Sweet Life Bake. Okay, so number one, Haha ha Cafe. And we should say, and I want to say this up front, that when you put out a list like this, the top this or that of whatever town you're in, mm-hmm. you cannot expect everyone that reads it to agree with every word you've written. Correct. These kinds of articles are written to kick off a dialogue, what they got right, what they got wrong. Agreed. And one of the things that you have to always add, and I I joked as I was reading it that I'm in this magazine often now. And so, of course, I love the magazine uh, and I love all the people that are involved in making it. I believe they have very strong support for very strong businesses, just like I do, just like you do. And so you have to be objective. When we talk about Bellino's, run by some of our best friends in town, everyone is going to consider the fact that it's we're not as subjective as we might think we are. Okay, number one, Haha ha Cafe is a restaurant that we've never eaten at. I've never been there. Yeah, so we'll go and check it out. We Thank you to. for giving that to us. Vietnam Restaurant was mm-hmm. one of the ones on my list. Z Counter, if it wasn't on my list, should have been. Right. Uh, eight, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. I, the, would, but, I wouldn't. I guess that's. But a, that's, I understand why people are. That's really the thing. It's like, um, if I were making this list, these would be the ones on it. I've never had a good experience, a great experience at eight. Right. Not one time. Yeah. And I've tried it five, six times. Yeah. But that's us. And that's what we like and don't like. And I mean, there's a lot of like trendy restaurants in Corpus Christi but that is we eight don't one love. Of those? Is eight trendy? Yes. yes. It is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. A lot of trendy restaurants in Corpus Christi we don't like. We're funny like that. Big Bowl Korean Barbecue. I think we should get to know it better. I've eaten there a couple of times. I would not have personally included it on my top 25 list. There you go. 
Latitude 2802, uh, not at all. Not familiar. We don't drive out of town often to eat, although you will see something coming up where we'll make special trips to go. I've been there a few times and I would never put it in the top. Hold on, which one is that? It's in Rockport. You know, I've never been. Yeah. So thank you, Ben, for opening my <laughs> eyes for a new place that I need to definitely check out. Ginger Cafe, I agree. That's yeah, Mediterranean. That's, that's on my list. And that's been one of our favorites. We love their lamb burger. Try the lamb burger and also get their um, Mediterranean sampler plate. Yeah, the hummus, the, the baba ganoush. Canto Filipino barbecue. We love Filipino food, so... We gotta go. Yeah, we Never gotta been. check it out. We gotta check avoid, it out. I avoid more plaza at all costs, but I'll have to get over that and go check that place out. Southside Barbacoa is definitely I had w- most spoken of. I didn't put it on my list, but it is a most spoken of uh, Mexican food breakfast barbacoa we talked about. So yeah, we should maybe check it out a little bit more. I have been there several times and never left impressed. This one, La Playa Mexican Grill. Now, and they and they picked the one in Port Aransas, which gives it a little bit more up, you know, than Makes sense the other to ones. You. One of the things that I said when I was making the list is, it's crazy that we live in Corpus Christi, Texas, and we don't have good Mexican food restaurants. We have good taquerias, but we do not have a good Mexican food restaurant the in dif- Corpus Christi. The difference of the two types of restaurants being that taquerias provide a very specific thing. It's very Mexican-American, South Texas mm-hmm. taco. But when it comes to Mexican food, certainly nouveau Mexican food or someone doing something with Mexican food that is mind-blowing... I would suggest that that does not exist in Corpus Christi. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that everyone said, oh, we've got to pick a Mexican food restaurant. And so this is the best option available. But And that that could be true. Yeah. Bellino Italian Ristorante, of course, you know, that's going to be on the top of our list. B&J's Pizza, we completely agree. B&J's is old school, got to be there. B&J's scratches 15 different itches as far as what I need a restaurant to be. Exactly. And I sometimes think that their pizza is waning, but then I'll go back a couple times later and it isn't. I think that's just because we've eaten there too many times in a row. We've gotten bored with it. We've gotten tired of it because we've eaten it so often. That's a great problem to have. Artisano, we did go there once for the food journey. It was pretty good. I would put that on the list. Gotcha. Hot places where people need to go, need to try. Artisano, you have got to get their ASAP. Thai Sun Island Cafe. We haven't been there yet, but we talked about going. It's on our list for our food journey. We'll be going there soon. Very good. We love Thai food, of course. So we're going to definitely check that one out. Thai Cottage is... To me, Thai Cottage is, it's not the best Thai food in town. I'd put BKK over Thai Cottage Absolutely. Any, any moment. And I did put it on my list. And I understand maybe why yeah. they don't when we move forward. Hogemeyer's Barbecue is not the best yeah, barbecue I, in town. I'll have a fist fight with whoever. <laughs> it is not by far the best barbecue Hogemeyer's in town. Hogemeyer's Barbecue is a decent plate of barbecue with a very nice dining area yeah. that has a nice atmosphere but the but that is not the best barbecue in town and as we go through this and talk about this we know these people we know all these people we know the owners we know i mean not just this yeah. restaurant but most of these restaurants so i mean we're you know having to be pretty honest and and know that we've gone that food journey thing that we go we've eaten at every barbecue restaurant in town with a panel of eight people and hogemeyer's didn't even come in the top five i don't think it was probably in the top five i have to look at my notes um, Sugar Bakers is definitely one of those places. It's old school. It defines a neighborhood restaurant in this town. There's, there's no better indication of what a neighborhood restaurant is than Sugar Bakers. It's very, it's the one thing I would say that's a problem with it is there's no diversity there. Every person in there is middle, upper class, wealthy white people. I don't know whose fault that is. It might be a, it <laughs> the might where be it's a located of in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Black Marlin Seaside Grill. I thought it was okay. I love the chef there. She's amazing. It's, 
it didn't go on my list, but we need to go again. Maybe we'll give it another try we because do. of that. Okay, this is the one that I have the most problem with. Yola Cochina Mexicana is not even open yet. I'm not saying it's not going to be fantastic. No one has eaten their food. How can they be on the top five, 25 list? We don't even know when they're opening because they're technically housing their other restaurant in it that was caught on fire. And I, I, thought and that, I hope the best of luck for them, but they don't belong on this list. Oh, I want it to be incredible. Assume that it will be. And I look forward to eating there. It's not just a few blocks from my home. Do you know who should be in this space? Since they're not open yet, until you take them off of it and you yes. put something else there? Yes. Go ahead. Snoopy's. Snoopy's. Snoopy's Snoopy's is easily one of, in the top five restaurants of Corpus Christi for all time, for history. It is one of the most enjoyable places to go to. It has some of the best food in town. It definitely has the best fried food, fried shrimp, fried oysters, all of that. It kind of offends me that Snoopy's didn't make the list. How offended are you? A little bit as an old school Corpus Christi and then Corpus Christi Snoopy's doesn't get on there. It offends me a little bit. You're going to make enemies. I'm not trying to. I'm just being honest. And everybody knows me to be honest. All right. Now, being honest, this place is kick ass. One of my good, good friends uh, owns and chef, amazing, the Phoenix. Now, we'll drive to Port Aransas anytime oh, you ask yeah, us baby. to for the yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, baby. I would suggest that Bellino's and Phoenix might be tied for our top two restaurants in the region. Well, Tiana would argue with us because we talk about Bellino's more and go to Bellino's more. So we maybe need to step up. 50 feet from my house. (laughs) Fresco is a great little downtown spot. I I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, As far as a hot place where people are going. Yeah. I think that's great. I like that. Fresco's reminds everyone in town that they should all be competing for the best corn cup. Yeah. We don't have enough corn cups in this town. A good, yeah. Oh, yeah. A good corn cup. No doubt. Um, At a sit-down restaurant. Here's the second Filipino restaurant on the list. So maybe we're not keeping up with the good Filipino Little Manila Lumpia House. No, I love that place. We need to go there. I love that place. Yeah. We've been there. So hold on. We've been there several times. A couple of times. Yeah. Not enough. Not enough. I, I like it. It's just um, I don't find myself that close to the Flower Bluff area and on the south side of the freeway uh, often. Shoreline Sandwich Company. Agree. I think everyone likes the Shoreline Sandwich Company. I think the owner is very impressive in the way that he looks to try to be innovative. Yeah. One of the things that made a difference to me was one of the first times I was in the restaurant, the owner was still back behind the counter pretty regularly and he called me by name and I noticed he was calling everybody by name. And I think that that really matters when you're moving into a small town, smallish town and wanting to make good friends and, and make a good standing with your restaurant. What so. makes Shoreline exceptional? Uh, Citrus Bistro does the same thing. They're looking for the most quality ingredients and they're making all of their own bread. If you're going to make a sandwich out of those two things, it's yeah. difficult to fail. Yeah. And he's doing innovative, trendy things yes, too. So the Blue Clove is a local seafood restaurant. It's an up and comer. It's it's okay. It's, it's I, I We've put, had good experiences. There. Absolutely. We have. I put Water Street as my seafood restaurant. If my, you had to pick one, that's your that's choice. That's just because that's me. That's my old school Corpus Christi mm-hmm. in me. But the Blue Clove definitely is up there. Here's what I love about the Blue Clove. It gets a high quality restaurant into the South Side, and Lord knows our South Side lacks good quality restaurants. Agreed, agreed, no doubt. And the very last one, 25, is one that this one harkens to Corpus Christi history. Yeah. And I add, did have this on my list. And actually, this is the one I got to give my uh, my pull, big quote for. Pull quote in the magazine. Yes, yes. So Frank's Spaghetti House, they call it the local spot. It is our Italian-American home comfortable restaurant here in town. And the quote we gave was, every time you walk through the door at Frank's, you step into a vintage Corpus Christi dining experience. They just don't make local restaurants like this anymore. Well, Frank's is one of the places we fell in love. 
It absolutely is. You're right. Sometimes mm-hmm. I forget that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Seriously, I joke when I say offended. I loved it. I love the conversation. This magazine I picked up and read about some heirloom tomatoes from Justin Butts. So that was lots of fun to clip through that as well. Please take everything I say with a grain of salt. I know that you all do anyways. Um, and I love this community and all the great food that we make. I would like to say thank you to The Bend for trying really, really hard and doing such a great job month to month at opening up people's eyes to everything in Corpus Christi that is above average. They're good at that. They're showing us the pretty for sure. Because Lord knows that Corpus Christi suffers from average being acceptable. Yeah. And you know, in fairness, they really chose the restaurants that are showing you know, the exceptionality of Corpus Christi. And I would say the one, the only one that I was really, truly bummed wasn't on the list was Snoopy. Snoopy's deserves to be on that list. So welcome back, all of you that tuned We're out. We're done with local. We're done with local. But well, you no- missed out. I mean, you really missed out. <laughs> well, there's nothing more. I mean, I started arguments with people. So if you want to hear the dish, you better go back and listen after dish? all. Dish? You're hilarious. <laughs> well, speaking of dishes, uh-huh. do you have, uh, you want to talk about anything that, uh, I cooked this week that was awesome? I did threaten that you better cook my beautiful eggplant. I'd been growing this one eggplant that had gotten super long yep. and it was in really good shape. And then I had a couple other ones that I had pulled off. So I had a nice little assortment of fresh eggplant literally grown in the backyard. And I've gotten into a rut with eggplant. I know two things to do with it. One is the fry that we talked about an episode or two ago when I would, when I'll fry everything in the house. And mm-hmm. uh, when I do eggplant, you're very happy. Mm-hmm. And two is like an eggplant Parmesan kind of lasagna casserole thing. Which is all, which I usually good. I think you like that too. Yeah, but I do. Looking, I was looking for different things to do with eggplant, especially because we're about to have a lot of eggplant. So we're at the farmers market. I knew that you had an eggplant ready for me to cook. We bought a couple of extra eggplants so that I could do something different. And I went to Google uh-huh. chicken and eggplant, uh-huh. and I found a fantastic recipe that you can go on to our social media and find. Mm-hmm. It's like an Asian chicken eggplant stir fry. It was really good. You ranted and raved. I liked it. It, it tasted really good. And the eggplant was so fresh. And it's um, cool season eggplant, which means it doesn't have any bitter at all. It was delicious. So and then what? you put it over the top of some of the grain-free uh, noodles. So like fettuccine noodles made out mm-hmm. of red lentils or something like that. Correct. No grain. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a per- it was perfect. And, the, and you know how you like that comfort? It was that comfort food. It was that good shredded chicken with a nice plump pieces of eggplant over the top of noodles and a bowl casserole. And the the rest of it couldn't be more simple. A couple tablespoons of soy sauce, chicken broth, rice wine, vinegar, a little chili paste, some cornstarch. I use the arrowroot to Mm -hmm. keep the grain out of it. Mm -hmm. It asked for sesame oil. I had run out, so I just used olive oil. And then your chicken, you're going to saute your onion, throw in your eggplant, Put in the chicken, put that sauce on it, stir it up a little bit and heat it up for that cornstarch or arrowroot to do its thing and thicken it up a little bit. And I ladled it over some pasta. It was good. But then I know that you've been jonesing Jonesing. to talk about how you prepare chicken. I have been. I've threatened doing that. And we said, we'll do it for another time. So the way that it works for me is that I know I'm about an hour away from a cooked chicken at any given moment. What that means is I've got at least one, probably two frozen whole chickens in the garage freezer at any moment. Those come out and I go straight to the instant pot. The instant pot will cook a frozen chicken to almost perfection in about 45 minutes. So here's how I do it. You ready? 
I'm ready. The prep for this is that when you are cutting up vegetables for anything, you have a broth bag in your freezer. It's a Ziploc bag gallon. And if I have celery pieces that I'm not going to use for whatever, that goes in the broth bag. Onion. The little furry end of the onion, the root of the onion. One year, I grew a lot of beautiful celery in the backyard one winter because you, you got to grow celery in the winter here in this part of Texas. And we had two huge Ziploc bags full of celery for a while. Are you finally run out of those? I'm out of that. I'll have to grow it again next winter because I didn't get any in this year. The paper on the outside of the garlic. Oh, yeah. Any kind of garlic pieces that I don't use. Celery. Huh, ca- carrot, really? carrot butts. Any, the, the tips of the carrots. I know, those maybe, car- I know those carrot butts. Yeah, I put them all into this Ziploc <laughs> bag. It stays in the freezer. And when I'm ready to do the thing that I'm about to tell you about, I pull it out. In my garage freezer is chicken broth. That gets defrosted into the uh, Instant Pot. Then you put your little thing on the bottom of the Instant Pot, the basket. And you put your whole chicken in there, frozen. Mm-hmm. straight out of the freezer, breast up. I take some of that broth and put it over the top so that it gets moist and I, things will stick to it. And then I go to my spice cabinet and I'm going to sprinkle on there. That's when I get a little mad scientist. I don't really have a recipe. It's going to be some paprika because, you know, J-Hack. And Pe- then it's going to be, I'm going to go to your, uh, you have little Ziploc bags of dried herbs that you've mm-hmm. got from the garden. Oregano, sure. Basil, all right. Thyme, rosemary, of course. I'll yeah. go to the uh, spice rack and supplement. Salt, pepper, and then a few pieces of that onion and that carrot and that celery. And then certainly a bay leaf from either if you're in your spice rack, if you don't have them fresh. But we, of course, are always growing a bay leaf plant in the back. So I'll grab a bay leaf or two. Bay leaf is actually better dry. So you should actually cut cut it off and let it dry and then use it. Just for future for other people using bay leaf from their backyard. Better dry because it tastes, it it's actually, exhibits more flavor? It actually could have a poisonous effect cooked fresh. I haven't killed this yet. No, you haven't. It's clearly we're not eating enough of it to have a poisonous effect. I set that instant pot on pressure cook for 45 minutes. I let it naturally vent. And then I've got chicken. Kind of like me. You let me naturally vent oh most days. <laughs> Apparently love, it's been it when, happening a lot lately. I love it when we sit down to record <laughs> and you haven't vented. And I'm like, holy Lord, this is going to be one of those. But usually you get all the aggression out in like with, with laughter and smiles. So maybe it's a good thing. But once that chicken is cooked... I'm going to then debone the chicken. I just use my hands. I pull all of the meat off and put it into a bowl. And I'm putting all the bones and the waste back into the Instant Pot. You love to put the bones in. Fill it up with the whatever's in my broth bag. Now, if it's my, my broth bag is 75% celery and 10% onion, I'll hold back some celery for next time. Find a fresh onion and cut it up. That, that go round. Another bay leaf. Dried, of course. I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> And all the things that would go into a broth, fill it up with water, and then I do that for three hours in my pressure cooker. In the Instant Pot? In the Instant Pot. I'm basically making almost a bone broth because three hours of cook time is going to get that bone This is after the down. chicken's already cooked. Yeah, the chicken's okay. cooked. It's been... Gotcha. The chicken has been... Yeah. Yes, Aislinn, pay attention. I'm sorry. I've, already, I've, already de- I've already pulled the meat off the chicken, and it's in a bowl ready to go into the uh, chicken egg plant. Oh, yeah, you were deboning. Right, I right, remember right. now. I was so interested in the boning part that I... Then I've got, uh, then I've got uh, a ton of broth. Let it cool. It goes into my plastic containers. It goes back into the freezer. 
the circle of life. Continues. And now you have like two to three meals of chicken ready to go. The first meal I used for this chicken eggplant dish, but mm-hmm. then I've got half of that chicken meat sitting in the refrigerator. Sometimes you'll do a chicken salad so that you've got some lunch food mm-hmm. and your daughter likes that too. Mm-hmm. Or then I'll create a whole different second Soup is what I like you to do with it. Well, a second meal that has chicken meat or a lot of times I'll take that fresh broth mm-hmm. and we'll go right into a soup. Yeah. So this I love this soup. chicken and everything I just described made three meals. The Asian chicken with eggplant, uh-huh. what we're about to talk about, and then a potato leek soup, which we'll maybe talk about some other time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. So... It was time to watch the Super Bowl. I said, honey, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl tonight. And you started laughing. I did because... I'm like, what the hell? Because you don't watch the Super... I mean, like... I don't watch sports, but as long as you've known me, I've watched the Super Bowl. Kind of. I I mean... I watched the last couple games of the World Series. I'll watch the NBA Finals. It did just make me giggle a little bit. I want the big cultural events. Sure, sure, sure. And you're like... I, you're an art guy. You're a reading not, movie guy. I did not say you're any of that. You're not a sports guy. I didn't say any of that. It was just funny. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Well, that's uh, how I took it. Okie dokie, whatever. But I knew I had to make some Super Bowl food. This is the most important part. Right. I wanted to make some Super Bowl food. And what I would have made had Turkey Hollow gotten in their wieners. Right. Would have been hot dogs or chili dogs or that kind of thing. This was better. Instead, uh, you said you were going to make like nachos. I think you're like, I'm going to make nachos. I'm going to do a Mexican thing. I'm going to just do pico de gallo, yeah. guacamole, yeah. queso. Yeah, all of that. And I was like, okay. And I get kind of bored. Like, it's the easy pico to make and, guac, and then I can watch the game. Boring. It's Mer- easy to make and then okay. I can watch the game. And then I was like, well, make sure you put beans on the nachos if you're going to put make nachos. Well, and I you can, can make beans. me nachos because he has the access to the siete tortilla chips. So I said, hey, why don't you make seven layer dip and i immediately said never made that before don't want to try something new but then you convinced me i'm like it's super easy and we can make seven layer dip and you would use your and and you go like this when we were talking about the nachos which is how we got to seven layer dip you're like do you eat beans cold and i'm like yeah bean dip who doesn't eat bean dip you know like hummus bean dip and because you're so disconnected from beans like you disconnected you, you don't know anything about beans i'm disconnected from beans so, Got to go back to our episode where I did pinto beans. First time I've ever done it. I live in South Texas. Uh huh. It's a crime. Who doesn't eat bean dip? But I when mean, you make, well, you know. you, okay. Well, I was quickly thinking if you make nachos, you're going to bake the beans onto the tortilla chips. That's hot beans. When you go to the Mexican food restaurant, you eat hot beans. You eat cold beans in seven layer dip. Yes. You're right. Bean dip right out of the can, of course, is served room temperature or cold. So you made a seven layer dip and it was very amazing. And because we were making a seven layer dip, you thought you said, okay, Savannah, I'll make you some quesadillas. I've got this chicken. I'll make you some quesadillas. And I was like, I want some quesadillas. Right. So it turned (laughs) into a perfect, very easy to cook Mexican feast. Let me start with the quesadillas. Perfect for the Super Bowl. And and you had just started doing some research all over the country. What is it that people eat for the Super Bowl? And so I was like, I want to be like Alaska and eat nachos (laughs) Alaska eats nachos that's how we got there so let me start with the quesadillas super simple okay this is how I did it and they were very delicious super simple for the grain eaters in the house good old-fashioned flour tortillas good old-fashioned Monterey Jack shredded cheese Mm -hmm. and then the uh chicken just shredded did you season the chicken at all I didn't well, it was really good. Did, did you put not. onions in the anything? So it's literally cheese and chicken and tortillas. Right. And for you, Perfect. of course, the Siete brand grain-free tortillas. Because I was already going to make pico de gallo and guacamole from scratch, 
Guacamole. Guacamole. Gu- guacamole. How do they pronounce it for me? Gu- guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> guacamole. <laughs> then you take your serving dish and you basically layer seven layers. Now ours technically is a six layer dip because the seventh layer you'd have nothing to do with. Spread your refried beans on the bottom. Spread your beans. Top that with sour cream. You made a mix. We always say it again. You made a mix with the sour cream. Yeah, you take your sour cream and then you take. uh, They want you to use like a package of taco seasoning. What did you do? I made taco seasoning from scratch Mm -hmm. with our different spices that Mm -hmm. we like to use when we Mm -hmm. make tacos. Mm -hmm. You mix that in with your sour cream. So, refried beans, the sour cream mixture, then guacamole, then tomatoes, which I used um, the pico de gallo. Mm -hmm. Then green onions, which I went ahead and added. Then your Mexican style, like a cheese blend. So, it's the same... Monterey Jack that I use. And then, of course, uh, you'll typically put black olives on top, but you would have none of that. So, no, I do not like black olives. Okay, then, especially like that. And then you put in the refrigerator. Yep. That's it. Yep. It was simple. It was perfect. Now, at the grocery store, preparing for all of this, I knew I wanted to make queso. We have talked on this show about how we don't like to use processed foods. Yes. However, queso is with the Super Bowl ahead of us, I didn't want to make queso. Gotcha. After making guacamole, after making pizza. So I was going to do redneck queso, which is a can of Rotel tomatoes and Velveeta. Yeah. Don't like to do it, yeah. but we'll do it in a pinch. Pleases everybody, except you and I kind of are complaining the entire time we eat it. I didn't complain not even once. I loved it. I had, and you bought me a bunch of chips. So I had the delicious um, siete chips with the sal limon, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. With the queso, with the seven layer dip. With the quesadillas. Yes. And the way that I figured out the best way to do it was to actually mix up the seven layer dip and then scoop up some, take your quesadilla, scoop up some of the seven layer dip that's all mixed up and then dip it in the queso. And that was a good cheesy mess of goodness. It was so delicious. I'm here to tell you. I can't recall one single thing of the football game because I was so busy eating the delicious food. It was a good game. Tightly, evenly matched until the last couple of minutes. Now listen to me. Okay. In this home that you and I share our space and our life and our children and raising them, mm-hmm. I am never going to make redneck queso ever again. I don't believe you. Don't say that. It's I, fine. I am not. It's just it's not, not fine. It's not fine because I don't want Velveeta in my body. I don't want Velveeta <laughs> in my children's body. I don't want Velveeta it's in this glue, house. I'm literally. done with <laughs> Velveeta from this point forward. Even on a Super Bowl, I'm going to make proper homemade queso okay mark the date okay i'll let you mark that date now one thing that you and i can't agree on and all of the kids that are in the house even those that don't like sports is hey the halftime show's coming on everyone yep. gather around the tv yep. and yep. because the yep. halftime show is always going to be you know at least entertaining or at least interesting to look at and i this year's halftime show caused a whole mess of controversy <laughs> yeah that's America, if anything. It, what uh, there wasn't anything exciting to talk about with the actual game, so let's let's pick on the halftime show. Um, no, that's America. So, let's pick on anything and everything. All of the we got to find something to pick on. Right. There's something, something bad. Has something occurred. bad happened. Something we know has it. occurred. Half of the country is going so to think it's the I worst. So I hear that Shakira is on and J Lo, which I love both of them already. And I'm one of those that would go to their concerts, whatever. Um, I actually, when I was younger. And a little hippier and uh, definitely way more curls um, would get compared to Shakira sometimes. Is that right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Back when I was younger. As I'm watching this show, I am 
exclaiming, which I don't do that with every halftime show. Right. I am going... You didn't do that last year with Maroon 5? I'm... No, I didn't. No, I didn't at all. I'm watching Shakira and I'm going... I'm like hands to my chest going, oh my God, she's beautiful. Oh, look at her. Oh my God. Oh, the whole time. Shake it. Oh yeah. Oh my God. She's great. She's great. And She's then, moving from one type of dance to another, to another, to another. And she is just rocking it and she's beautiful and mm-hmm. she's got moccasins on and she's just, ah, she's go- gorgeous. And I'm exclaiming it. I'm feeling it. I'm loving it. And then JLo comes out, who's... 50 or in her 50s, mm-hmm. right? We have just, she is 50, 5 zero. We have just watched uh, in the recent past. A couple months the ago. Hu- the Hustle? Hustlers. 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 I loved that movie. It was my idea to go see that movie. It was date night. You chose the movie. We happened to go when it was one of the first like opening the nights. Opening night weekend. And the, it was a full crowd at Alamo Draft House of women just crazily a loving. A like girls night out cutting situation. Yeah. With their sexy clothes on and everything because they went to see Hustlers. And we see J-Lo come out and she's got a pole. And of course she's got a pole. And I'm like, she's going to pole dance. Mm-hmm. Of course she's going to pole dance. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She's mm-hmm. going to pole dance at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How freaking cool. Because pole dancing is hard. And Have she you... pulled like that vertical. I don't know. There, there is a name for it. Tabletop. Just yeah. not vertical. I'm sorry. Horizontal. Her entire body is horizontal. She's like Superwoman up there. 30 year olds can't do that without core, no, without I... a bunch of core no. Uh, strength. No. So she's up there demonstrating like to me, the limits, not limits, because she's not running a three-minute mile, but a 50-year-old. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman, certainly. A good dancer. Showing you what a what the physical body can do, a female physical body can do, when you've just been watching some of, you would think, the male, some of the best male athletes in our country. Sure. Here's yeah. a woman doing something very, very beautiful while very, very athletic. Oh, yeah. And she's dancing and she's beautiful and her hair is long. And I will tell you that in the midst of it, I honestly was saying like, I was really much more connected with Shakira and the way Shakira danced and Mm -hmm. the kind of hippie vibe of Shakira. I I love that, of course. So then Shakira comes out and is playing the frigging drums in the middle of J-Lo's set. For J-Lo's song, right. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. This is... and, and And now they're at the end of the show and they're rocking these awesome outfits. Together. And J-Lo's outfit was sexy. You can see the skin, but in all honesty, you couldn't see any of her skin because every bit of her skin was covered in skin colored material. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she was wearing more clothes than I was wearing watching the football game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But of course she's dancing and it's supposed to look sexy and all that. It was nude Sunday, we should have mentioned. (laughs) Nude Sunday. It's Sunday tonight for the Oscars. Is it nude Oscars tonight or are we wearing clothes? I think we might be wearing clothes. Good. I didn't want to put a towel on the couch. (laughs) Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, it gets to the end of that and I'm just like, oh my God, that's so awesome. And don't think another thought about it. Like, oh my God, Shakira yeah. was amazing. Shakira did what Shakira she does. J-Lo did what J-Lo heart, does. And J-Lo's beautiful. And, yeah. and she showed America what Hustlers was all about. And that, I mean, of course she's going to rock that. You know, because she just launched this big movie. And of course she's going to do that. Well, she just got in shape to do the moves in the movie. Why not use them in the halftime show? Heck yeah, man. And it was awesome. And, uh... But then it, the next day... It became a... And it's funny because I my my job, I don't have the same, like, I don't really... I'm not keeping up with whatever's going on. Right. So it's at like 5.30 now, and I'm like, what? People were complaining about that? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? That's 
truly one of the best halftime shows I've ever seen. I'm not kidding. The, I, the only one I can compare it to that was that comparable and emotional for me was Prince. When Prince oh, came God. out and sang in the rain. Go Google that one right now. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'll post, I'm going to post the Prince one on our halftime show. And we actually did that because now we want to watch it again. And I actually wanted to watch it again anyways because I, it was so good. I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to watch it again. So we bring Savannah out and we're talking to Savannah and we're kind of going, I mean, this is amazing. These women are amazing. They're superheroes. And then we're watching uh, Timberlake and we're watching uh, well, Prince YouTube and just Michael Jackson. Showing all of the old and ones in yeah, we're just watching all of them. And it's really a lot of fun to For get me, to like, see I Katy Sa- Perry. And- I brought Savannah out on purpose to protest the protest. Right. Savannah, hey, 14-year-old girl, ha- half of the country... And it's not even half it's the country. It's not half the country. It's 200 people on Facebook are <laughs> saying that this is vile or this is risque or this is inappropriate. Please come watch this inappropriate thing again. I want you to see two successful, beautiful women just dancing. And it wasn't even like they weren't stripping. No. Yes, there was there, a pole there, was there. A, there was a crotch grab or two, as I understand the criticism. Yeah, and there was a tongue. She stuck her tongue out. She went, which and then She's like all of awesome. yeah. Then it was all kinds of commentary about what that is and how she was really how the entire halftime performance was really a nod to a bunch of different ethnic groups in yeah, in America exactly that Puerto Rico uh-huh. have gotten a little bit of the shaft. Well, I I will tell you that. When I heard, and usually when I hear this, I'm often, I don't connect with it and I don't understand it exactly, but this time I did. And when there was screams of, yeah, I guess because we have two Latina women up there, women up there dancing, very risque, but they're badass dancers, I guess that we're going to talk shit about that. And when you look at who was talking shit about it and who wasn't talking shit about it, there was some racial shit going on there, man. And it's not cool because our country's too good for that. And that's all I have to say about that. And then the point being made that last year, Adam Levine took off his shirt. Yeah. So you can see male skin, but not, it's just, it's, it's puritanical nonsense. It's, 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 there there may be, there may be money to be made for my cause. If I can rally up the troops. That's exactly what it is. To protest this thing. But the food was good. Oh, the food was excellent. And that's all that matters really. Yeah. So what else, that what being else you got said, going on in your life? when it comes to uh, strong women leaders, I like to consider myself one of those. And I would an certainly put you in that category. Of that Take is, off your clothes and dance around, no, please. Shut up. So this past week, I got the opportunity and got invited to participate in a mentorship program at my alma mater, Texas A&M University Corpus Christi. I'm excited for you. That's exciting. It was very exciting. And I got to meet Oni, who is my mentee, and she is a senior studying marketing. And my first question, I said, so tell me about yourself. And she said, I love helping people. I just want to help people. I want to do things for my community. And after we got to talking... She's a college senior? Yes. Cool. I thought that's exactly why. And the people that were in charge of this thing and setting it up know me pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, Elvia. Elvia knows me pretty well. She matched people. She matched the group. She matched the mentee and the mentor. And putting me with a marketing person who's... First thing out of their mouth is, I want to help people. I want to take care of my community. 
we're a perfect match and it's been really good. So the idea is that we are meeting once a month through the spring semester at the minimum once a month through the spring semester. Uh, They've asked us to come up with three to five goals of things that we would be able to accomplish or things that we'll talk about that are important to the mentee and that at the end of it all, we'll have a nice celebratory event. Onye and I What do you have to teach this young lady? What we've decided to talk about is a few things. Some of the first at the top of the list are networking, the ability to walk into any crowd where you don't know anyone and introduce yourself, especially in a smallish town where most of the networking events are all the same people and they've got their own little cliques that you are there because you have got to meet people. You're there because you've opened a new business or you're there because you're the marketing representative for some business and your job is to meet people, which means you have got to be brave enough to basically cold call in an, in a room full of people mm-hmm. and just walk right up and say, hi, I am so-and-so. So one of the things we're going to do is go to a networking event where I'm going to ask her to walk up to a crowd of people and, and introduce her mentor to the people because it's something she has to do, you know? So I guess we're going to do that. Conversely, you could take her to something and it introduce your mend tea to yes. people. Yes. That's absolutely. exciting. Yes. One of the other things she talked about was wanting more experience with public speaking. Okay. And of course, you know, I mean, you just heard me say a while ago that my business page is Aislinn Campbell Public Speaker. It's one of the things that I do and have done my whole entire life. And so I'm looking for an opportunity to take her to where she has the opportunity to do a big public speaking event. And I have to find that for her before the end of the semester. And I'm happy to do that. Yep. And then one of the other, a couple of the other things we talked about are things like crisis management, understanding how to manage through hard times and crisis moments, even in marketing, especially if you're the director of marketing or you're the lead, you're the head of a marketing department, you're going to get in positions where your company is going to have made a mistake and you're going to have to stand up for your company and, and defend your company, whatever it is, you're be going the, to have be to, the mouthpiece. Yeah. Be the face of the company. And so understanding crisis for those types of situations is very valuable, but also life happens and you have to know how to shift and turn. And so we talked about that. We talked about getting to know her interviewing skills and her resume. And then we talked about the first job and your expectations with the first job, because one of the biggest complaints, and I will say as the boss of the millennial generation, there is a level of entitlement. You do, you do see that as I, an employer? I do. I, do. Okay. I absolutely do. And I want to say that I am a, you know this, I'm a huge defender of that. Oh, you're a boomer. Oh, you're a millennial bullshit. Like, I hate that. I think that it sucks that we say, oh, everyone in that category is this, it's right? It's a weird place we're at where we're categorizing the way we're doing it. And I think that we probably always did that I kind know, of thing. but it's just but... so broadcast now. Yeah. I don't right. like it. But well, and for a long, long time, there was a lot of picking on the millennial millennials a sure. lot. And I, and well, I'm a hundred percent of them ate Tide Pods. You know that. I mean, <laughs> but I will tell you as the boss of a lot of millennials, I have seen a, a level of entitlement in that. This is your first job and you don't have any experience with jobs, but you begin to experience more than makes sense to be expected when it's your literally your first job. Are you watching them grow out of it in the workplace in the job? Does that typically occur? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And no. I think that it makes them challenging to, to, to lead and to boss their level of sensitivity is high. 
And I'm a pretty sensitive boss. Like I care about your feelings and I care about you having the opportunity to succeed at your, at your talents. And you want any, I know this about you. You want any workplace that you're involved in to be a pleasant place to be. I want, yeah. And I want to lead, I want to lead leaders. Mm -hmm. I do not want to lead followers. Mm -hmm. I want to lead leaders. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, there has to be a conversation. I think a mentee mentor situation where we say your first job, you have to understand you are merely there to do tasks and learn how to work. That's it. And you have to understand that. And you have to understand that there are people that are more experienced than you that may not have a college degree, but they have more experience than you. And in this place right now, that's just the way it is. Right, exactly. And so that's really one of the things we, we've been talking about. So we're going to be meeting actually every couple of weeks. We decided we'd like have lunch or coffee and, and then we're going to go to the, the homecoming event together. And so that's, I, I'm excited. I love her already. I, I am so excited to be involved in her life and, and to also think about I hope that my sons up at College Station are getting to participate in a program similar to this. Well, if I were a mentee, I would want you as my mentor. I think I, I think that has happened from time. I think it goes back and forth, but I d certainly think I've mentored you on some things. Oh, hell, you have. Hell, yeah, <laughs> you have. Let's do table topics, shall we? Okay, let's do it. Table topics is the end of every show where we pull a question out of a box. We started with one box. The table topics folks like what we're doing. They sent us three more boxes. Yeah. Cast. Now, this is the first time that we're going to go into the love and marriage category. Love and marriage. There are two different things. Marriage. Let me know Go what together like a horse and carriage. If you know what that's from, you are a 90s child. <laughs> or maybe a 50s child since the song came out then. But No, that came out with the... Married with Children used that as their theme song, but that was an old song. Well, yeah, but... The most important part. We can, we can both be right. Okay, so I have a question for you. I'm going to pull from, we have not done this category before, but this is going to be exciting. Love and marriage. Love and happiness or bachelorette party? You have a choice. Love and happiness. Love and happiness? Yes. Okay. Okay. These are questions you'd ask at a bachelor party. It's a bachelor party of me and you. Okay, but love and marriage, here's your question. You okay. ready? So I, I should have a bachelorette party. Where I can ask questions. I assume you're going to. I'm, I, I, oh, I'm going to have a bachelor party. I hate the idea. Can I'm not you? a bachelorette can at I, all. Can like, I tell you? I understand, but let's have fun. Uh, my bachelor party. Oh, really? You're going to have fun? Yeah. My bachelor party. I see how you are. I want you to have fun. Yeah, but. I'm going to have fun. Bachelorette and bachelor parties are for bachelors, and we're not bachelorette you, you and bachelor. You keep saying that, except <laughs> that every single one of our friends that you say that to says, that's stupid, have a bachelorette party. It's another excuse to go out with your homegirls. And have fun before we get married. But at my bachelor party... That's a party, lot of girls. At, fine. At my bachelor party... Aeson, <laughs> you are so resistant to having a party, and I don't understand this aspect of you. What you don't is it know about me, then. Are you afraid that your bachelorette party would start off innocent? Because I don't think you have any intention of going to a Chippendales-type nonsense. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I would do. Is that what you do? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, that I, sounds I fun. Well, you don't have to. I, I, don't, I don't... You can do uh, anything old, I want. The older I get... Oh, it's a good question. I peaked. Okay, good. <laughs> the, the older I get... It's nonsense. It is nonsense. Is a good question. I'm ready. What's the biggest laugh we've ever shared? The biggest laugh. The biggest laugh we've ever shared. I can, I mean, the two episodes ago was pretty freaking. I laughed pretty freaking hard, but I know that I've laughed like that at you before many times. You laugh at me, not with me. 
Well, I laugh. Yeah, I laugh at you. <laughs> a little bit with you, but a lot at you. I, I don't, I can't think of any other time. I can't think of a big. It's a sad state of affairs when the love and marriage table topics are the ones that stump us. That's not, that's not looking forward. No, well. when you laugh so much with somebody and you can't think of the time. But what's the biggest laugh we've ever shared? I don't know. I'm sure we've had huge laughs. Oh, over I know the we've kids. had huge laughs. I just don't have like, I don't have one that's like, oh yeah, I don't have one. I don't. I laugh like you that at you a lot. With you and at you a lot. It's what we do. Can you think of one? I don't want to be at a dinner party where someone pulls this table topics box out and we're with a bunch of other couples and that question is asked and I other, don't other couples care answer what other it couples easy. do. Hear, hear my point out, please. Stop interrupting. This is not funny. I don't care what other couples do. I'm not laughing at all. It's none of and my business. And they can say, remember that time when you do. were at Rogers and you jumped off that thing and da, 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 and they just know it. They know the answer to the question, but I'm coming up completely blank that... as to the hardest time that we've ever laughed together. Yeah. We laugh together every day. Okay. You're right. We laugh. Okay. Here's one that just came to my mind. Okay. Please. I know I, we were laughing. Yeah, and then kickstart my thing. Yeah. Okay. When we, it was about two or three years ago, almost every year for my best friend's birthday, actually her husband, but he's mm -hmm. one of my best friends too. We go up to our, our lake and we camp out. Mm -hmm. And this particular time we brought a tent mm -hmm. and yes. we stayed in the tent. This is a good one. And yes. it poured yes. down raining and it, it, light, it was lightning. We're in a tent. And there's nothing else we can do at this point. It's the middle of the summer. It was a great so tent. The, the water did not get inside the tent. No, it didn't. But it was just pouring down rain and we got out, we got out of the, the tent butt-ass naked yep. and danced around in the rain. Yes, we did. It, they were awake though. They were like over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were just running around naked in a, and I know we were laughing in, in a state park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we were laughing. That was a good one. And they talked about it the next morning. They were like, you do know we were over here. And I'm like, of course I did, but y'all know me well enough to know. I don't give a shit if you saw me nude. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. I don't care what anyone. I got, I I got bajongas says, and a booty, and it's not too bad. <laughs> what are they called? The Malalunga? What does Savannah call them? Magunga gongas. Savannah. Malalungas, manganga gongas, mahongala mahungalas. We've introduced you to our sons. I'm gonna introduce you to my daughter, and she's going to say one word, and then we're gonna call it a day. Okay. What do you and your friends call boobs? Mahongala hoogers. There you go. Mahongala hoogers. Hey, thank you again for joining us at our dinner table. If we said during this last episode that we'd share something with you, you can find it at our dinner table talks on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, it's dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com for all of the latest information and send us an email there at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We so look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.